Drew and Dan Podcast Network. The following is brought to you by the Expatriate Breakfast Burrito. Welcome to the Drew and Dan Podcast Experience. I'm a fool to do your dirty work. Oh yeah. I don't want to do your dirty work no more. I'm a fool to do Hey everybody your dirty out there work. in podcast land. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the Drew and Dan podcast, the only podcast by the people, for the people, and the preferred podcast of the Philadelphia Phillies bullpen. <laughs> but temporarily, temporarily, Dan, this is a, we were temporarily, we should rep yeah. the AAA Lehigh Valley Phillies affiliate. Um, Absolutely. Just for a couple of weeks. So Lehigh Valley, um, number one in our hearts and number Absolutely. one in the division, I think. So, Yeah. MLB baseball happening right now, uh, all-star game, uh, mm-hmm. pretty ugly stadium. But other than that, everything is, is no, awesome. It's a beautiful stadium. It was already the most beautiful, and then it got a great <laughs> uh, center field facelift. There's a Shake Shack there now, dude. Uh, yeah, I, I can get down with the Shake Shack, but um, uh, never never the Dodgers, uh, mm-hmm. except for Clayton Kershaw seems like a decent guy. So, um, yeah, anyway. And Mookie bets, but whatever. <laughs> the Drew and Dan uh, show, of course, is the uh, we're in the Bachelorette season, but we also talk about the NBA. We also talk about the Phillies and now Lehigh Valley uh, bullpen mm-hmm. activity and any trending news. We'll keep you on top of. Uh, but right That's now, right. it's the All Star break. So this episode, uh, we were actually going to talk about the uh, the capital sit uh, the capital riot hearings, and um, so Drew, why don't you? Why don't you go first? <laughs> we're breaking all sorts of news here on the pod. Drew, you were actually there on January 6th, right? <laughs> why, why do you keep trying to frame me, Dan? You know, I, you know our well, audience is going to turn on. Our we audience will never turn on me. It's We weren't it's, hanging out. It is the Drew and Dan podcast. It's not the Dan and Drew That's podcast. Right. Although it should be the Dan and Drew podcast since Dan literally does all the work and offers the most thoughtful critique and literally only asks one thing of me. And that is that I spend more than five minutes thinking about each episode to which I say, no, I will not. (laughs) No, no, no. You will get my thoughts unfiltered. As soon as I think them, I will speak them. And what's the worst that could happen? No, I'm I'm merely the George Harrison to your John, Paul and Ringo. So... Oh man, uh, anything new in your life? How you doing? I don't want to dive right into Bachelorette talk. It's a juicy episode, but we don't see each other that often. What we didn't mention last episode is I got to hang out with you in Phoenix for about a couple hours a few weeks ago, and it was awesome. We had some Torchies yeah. tacos. Yeah, Torchies tacos. It was your first Torchies experience. Uh, I've mm-hmm. had it in Houston. You had it for the first time in Phoenix at the newly opened Phoenix location. Uh, Dan, for our audience that doesn't know, I know we actually have a large and growing Texas contingent of fans who knows Torchies very well. Shout out to Texas. Um, but Hi, Texas. For our Northwest listeners, which is probably our largest demographic, explain to them what Torchies is all about. Uh, it It's a really well done taco shop, but it feels like you're walking into like a Shake Shack, you know, like yeah. big space long line order at the counter but all the tacos are really unique like there's a jerk chicken taco there's a um what's the trailer park one it's like fried chicken 
Yeah. All really good taco concepts, but the queso, dude, the queso is incredible. Yeah. Texas knows Green their queso, queso. I got I to say. Um, I, I mean, there's not really a great queso in the Portland area, is there? I mean, you and, no. you and Josie would pick up that one from Matt's uh, barbecue taco stand. That was pretty legit queso. Yeah, yeah. It is pretty good. It has chorizo and stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah, nothing too new in my life other than a little visit from Dan, a little Torchy's Tacos. Um, yeah, it's it's all good. So how about you? What's going That's on right. in Southern Washington? Uh, man, I uh, last night, Ray, sometimes they're like talking to sleep for like an hour and you're not sure if he's going to get up or not. So at 2.30, he was talking. I couldn't fall back asleep. And I was just laying there. And Drew, you're a few years older than me. Like, like 20 like, years older than two, me, maybe? Two, 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 two. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever just like reflect on your life and like what you're doing and like the hobbies you have? And you're just like, when did I just become so lame? Like, <laughs> I was like, I was thinking in my head, I was like, if Ray was like 10 and someone was like, what does your dad do for fun? He'd be like, mm. he's really excited when Bachelorette comes back on. He does these stupid podcasts with his friend Drew. And, okay. and that's about it. First of all, I, uh, how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> but I like, I look at all these dudes who are like, oh yeah, I go like, I go hunting or I'm like really good at golf or whatever. And I'm like, I, I don't know. When do you have the time to do that stuff? <laughs> Dude, I like to think we're good podcasters. Is that, is that our hobby? Dude, that is our hobby. Okay, I will just say this quickly before we dive into the reason that people are here and listening, which is probably, I'm going to guess, not for this, but uh, we had this kind of uh, like team session at, at work today, all on Zoom, uh, and we watched this video about like stress and like how we react to stress and deal with stress. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. But then we had this like discussion and keep in mind, none of us really know each other all that well uh on this team that i'm on at work and so you know because we're all just so remote but uh everyone like was talking about like these hobbies that we do like when we're go through a stressful thing at work and very uh-huh. similar this one guy was like i go i go fly fishing it's not i just stand in the river and I, you know i used to be a fly fisherman i lived in oregon i i'm uh-huh. in arizona where it's literally 120 <laughs> degrees every day and i never go outside and I was like, okay, it's so hot. I was like, don't call me. Don't call me. I was like, what is my hobby? And I was like, <laughs> just like you, Mike, well, should I, tell hobby, about hobby, my, hobby. should I tell about my bachelor podcast? <laughs> Did After you? a hard day at work, I sit down, crack open this laptop and record one of the <laughs> highest rated bachelorette slash MBA podcasts that, um, you know, is recorded on the West Coast. That's great. Our, our sweat, blood and tears going to this podcast. Drew, I feel like you, everyone in your world is like way more into the podcast than everyone in my side. I feel like everyone I know who knows that I do it is just like a little bit embarrassed. (laughs) (laughs) They don't really look you in the eye. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're lost. Anyways. They're lost. Hey, to the thousands of fans who subscribe, who download these episodes, who listen on their way to work, thank you. We love you. Uh, much love keep us going. much love um thanks for tweeting at me more than you tweet at dan um it's at drew martin dru anyway uh episode <laughs> two yeah wow. episode two um it's 
Is it is it all you thought it would be, Dan? I I feel like they're still working out a lot of the kinks. It it just feels. I think we say this every time a new season starts. It's just always good to be back in the world. But they, no one. It's clear that no one really has an idea how to do the two bachelorette thing, yeah. you know. And, and I'm not saying that as like this season's bad so far because I actually really like it. But it's it just there's no one really has a grasp on like, well, how does this work? There there are two one on ones, but Rachel sent her dude home, which was really strange to me. We could talk about that in a minute. But the rose ceremony was a little weird. I thought how they handled the. I don't know if we want to talk about this now or not. That dude, Chris, I think was his name. The guy that they sent home. Yeah. I thought that was the only time in the history of the show that I could remember. There's probably other times. Someone will correct us um, at Daotry, uh, Instagram and Twitter. Um, I can't remember my MySpace, but I can figure it out. Um, Kyle Schwarber, I was a little disappointed in you yesterday. But um, anyways. <laughs> no, Schwarber out of gas. What a letdown. <laughs> But uh, this Chris dude, just the classic, like, Josie and I were like, oh, here we go. And then when the dudes were like, hey, should we tell Gabby and Rachel about this? We were like, oh, here we go again. Like, these guys are falling into this trap of we need to alert this person that this person said something inappropriate. But I feel like it was the first time I've witnessed, like, they, and maybe it's because Rachel and Gabby could convene with each other. They're like, hey, this dude said this. Like, that's messed up. They called him to the side. They're like, hey, why'd you say this? He's like, oh, he kind of fumbled his way through. They sent him home. He came back and tried to stir up more drama and they walked out and sent him home. So they, I read something today. I can't take credit for it about the episode where they are. um, I didn't know this. Did you know Gabby and Rachel are both uh, executive producers on the show this year? Uh, no. So that's, what, what does that mean? I mean, I know what it means, but for those in our audience who don't <laughs> know what that means, why don't you explain a little bit about what that means? I know. I know what it means. But like, obviously the show has, there's way more people above them, but they kind of have veto power uh, over how to do stuff and they can kind of really do whatever they want, which is why when that dude came back, they kind of inhabited the role of like, security you know so they're inhabiting all these roles security producer director whatever um but it'll be then is that unique to this season has the contest the main contestant or not contestant but the main bachelor bachelorette not been in that executive producer role or as we say ep role uh those of us i didn't (laughs) i didn't look back very far but i think it is unique so i um it'll be interesting to see when the group gets whittled down how that looks different yeah to your point about no one's really sure what to do the guys don't seem to have a grasp yet of how to date these ladies how to approach them how to think about it the girls don't even seem to have it really figured out like it seemed like maybe gabby liked a a guy that rachel kind of claimed um even though the guy ended up kissing both of them and Rachel didn't say it, but or or, sorry, Gabby didn't say it, but Rachel had jumped in and already said it. And so Rachel was like trying to, she even used the phrase like tiptoe or not step on her toes or something. So Mm. the girls are trying to figure it out. Jesse Palmer doesn't seem to really know, not that he ever really knows what's going on. Um, He is not in it very much at all. No, his poor man's Chris Harrison imitation that he's doing. Um, No, yeah, he's a, he's a rich man's Jesse Palmer. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's who he is. So yeah, no one seems to quite know what's going on. But Dan, like, let's take it a little bit deeper. Uh, you know, for those people that are driving on their commute, you know, it's probably Wednesday morning, Thursday morning. They're like, man, let's let's go, let's do a deep dive. So like psychologically speaking, right? Yeah, we might oh, need Joe, we might need Josie uh-huh. on this to, to yeah, correct. Go to ahead. Correct, you know, I'm I, very interested. I, I hail from you know more of a more of a young youngian school. Jung, Jung. Whenever you use a word with more than three syllables, I always get a little nervous. <laughs> no, but so what are the, so what are the fundamental problems like philosophically with the bachelor uh, process? Right, is the fact that when there's one key person, one bachelorette, like they build relationships with all these people in a short amount of time, right? And they have like mm-hmm. extremely fast levels of intimacy that have to be built in an extremely short amount of time. Everyone has to share their deepest, darkest secrets and hurts and pain. Like this is what made me who I am. And so you have all these people connecting deeply, emotionally, quickly with a lot of people, and then they have to like send them home. So even when they get down to the final three, mm. they have these deep connections and they send people home, bang, bang, bang. And that's like, you know, that's just tough emotionally. And then they end up with one person, but they had deep connections with a couple people like a couple days before, right? And so it's it's always crazy to me that these relationships end up lasting or the ones that do end up lasting. Um, some of them will have gone the distance really, which is mind boggling based on the, um, you know, the pressure cooker <laughs> that caused the relationship to begin with, right? But this yeah. situation to connect to this season, it's even more complicated because you have two people, you know, presumably building relationships and talking to multiple, you know, multiple guys. So it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how that affects the outcome. Um, yeah. I don't know. Does that, does that make any sense at all? It does. And I was actually, um, I was thinking something really similar because we see in week two, there's so many guys, I think we mentioned this on the last pod, but there's so many guys who are like, man, it'll just be weird. Like when they both offer me a rose, like there's this weird confidence that comes for some reason when there's more than one girl around. And I mean, we know guys like that in real life, right? Maybe, maybe one or both of us have been those guys before, you know, where it's like, like, I'm vaguely interested in this person, but I'm really intrigued by the fact that there's like options. So I'm not going to put all my eggs in this basket. I'm going to kind of see what happens. So that this is totally new for the bachelor world, right? Because every single guy there um, technically has that option where, where I feel like when there's one there, when there's one bachelorette, you know, all their energy is focused on her where now they can kind of just, I don't know. They can kind of just be and move to a backup plan if they need yeah. to, I guess. Yeah. I also want to do a, you brought up, you brought up Gabby and Rachel kissing the same dude. I can't remember that dude's name, but I think he looks really weird. <laughs> dude, dude, I know I said the same thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't put my finger on like who he looks like and but anyways, but Josie and I had an argument about our first argument of the season. So mark it down. Um, Actually, it's the first argument of your marriage, I think. It is true. Yeah, Yeah. we're sleeping. I'm sleeping down in the basement tonight again just to be safe. And we'll try to hash it out tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, okay. But 
but so they gabby kissed the dude first then he kissed rachel rachel's really into it rachel and gabby convened and gabby asked rachel how it went with that dude and rachel's like oh really good we actually kissed gabby did not tell rachel that i they know kissed. i know so josie josie's in the camp that gabby did rachel dirty right where I'm like, I'm not saying that Gabby was in the right, but I think if you're Gabby and you're thinking about Rachel and it's like, okay, let's say this dude makes it into the final three and she found out then that Gabby kissed this dude in week two, I don't think Rachel would really care. You know, it's like, oh, well, okay. Like it's whatever, where I feel like if Gabby tells Rachel that she did kiss that dude, it would potentially ruin things like right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Does that track at all? No, yeah, it's interesting. Um, gosh, I don't, <laughs> it just seems so weird. Yeah, it's just a weird experiment. I mean, um, normally we have the bachelorette kissing multiple guys, and that's totally fine and acceptable, I guess, according to mm-hmm. show rules. Um, a society thinks it's weird, but in the show, it's totally fine. But uh, now we have two bachelorettes kissing the same guy. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> like the rules are so weird. Um, I don't know. That's really true. Know. Yeah. I, 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 Dan, I don't really, I know we made predictions uh, on our pod last week on how it's going to end. Um, I actually completely forgot what my prediction was, but I, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I honestly don't know. I don't know if they both end up with someone, if one will, one won't. I, it's, I don't know. It's, crazy rachel does seem to be unraveling already right and i'm not saying this because obviously i have a well-documented bias against rachel but she i mean at this point week two we see her we see the unraveling beginning right yeah we do but it's also it's just really (laughs) it really sucks for them and they showed in the previews too the same thing happens to gabby but like it would be so hard to be the bachelorette and like hype yourself up for that and then be interested in a dude and him be like, Oh, I appreciate that. But I'm actually like here for your friend who's here. Yeah. So to hear that once would be devastating, but <laughs> it seems like she hears it like 10 times, you know, yeah, I, I don't know. They always, a few too, like we always get fooled by the preview clips, you know, how they produce them, uh-huh. and clip them really well. And you get really excited to see something and they tease it all season long. And then when you actually see it, you're like, Oh, okay. That actually yeah. wasn't that. So we could be getting duped again. Uh, yeah. Like fool me once for, in this case, it's like fool me a hundred thousand times bachelor producer, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so yeah, it seems that way, but you never know if you're going off a preview, you know, we've all been totally excited to see a moment happen. And then it's like, mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't quite, quite what we thought it would be. Um, except for Colton jumping the fence. That'll never be topped. Dude. I'm not kidding. That was like, it's up there in the all time, like whatever Sopranos episode, like, <laughs> whatever the wire <laughs> the, the second to last TV, episode of breaking bad it's like greatest colton TV jumping moments fence colton right fence jump is it's 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 up there yeah if you dude i'm not i was like shocked we were all we were watching it together it was yeah. crazy okay <laughs> just, they were in a foreign country like portugal and he just disappeared like in this into the like the back alleys of portugal yeah <laughs> and it was like the one time because in bachelor bachelor or whatever there's things that happen where people seem like surprised yeah but it's like kind of clear it's maybe not stage 100 but there's like 
for sure boundaries. Yeah. But there was like real fear in everyone's <laughs> eyes. Chris, Chris <laughs> Harrison <laughs> running into the darkness and just screaming, Colton. <laughs> so funny. Uh, great, oh man. Great moment. Okay. Okay. Back to this episode. Drew, we, I was contemplating bringing this up, but we have to go here. Okay. We, uh, I like to think of this as a family podcast. I like to think that there's um, members of the clergy who listen to this podcast. We're former members of the clergy ourselves. Um, but we have to we have to dip our toes just ever so slightly into the not safe for work waters here just for a second. Um, so at the very beginning, they did this like speedo contest thing. <laughs> and dude, I swear. I swear on my own life, you can look back and look at this. So for a lot of the guys, they had the little black censorship box, right? Yeah, yeah. Covering their areas. And dude, I am not kidding. There were like three or four dudes who did not have the box. <laughs> so just, I will let the listeners think about that just for a little bit. Wait, so but, so we should, are you saying we need to make a list of, of who the three or four were? I'm saying Rachel and Gabby are probably already making that list. Yeah. I, I'm not kidding. It's so, it was so funny to me. That whole thing was so weird. Are you, were you just imagining how that's being uh, edited in the, in the production studio? And they're like, they're like, oh, oh, don't forget box, the box. Don't, don't box. forget the box. Uh, no, no box. No box. Uh, yeah, no box ahead. necessary. He, he, he's fine. He's fine. But, uh, fine. <laughs> the dude comes in and into post. Hey, do you guys remember the box? Uh, no, we're good. We we ran out of time. We didn't have the budget you for know, it. You know those guys are home watching it now with their with their friends and family. They're like, oh, dude, you didn't get the box. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. The guys who don't have the box are like, have a girlfriend currently and they're watching. <laughs> All right, well, it's time for me to go home. Wait, what do you mean? Uh, something came up. Anyways, uh, I, I, I just, did not. I did not notice that Dan at all. Um, probably because I was a more serious member of the clergy than you were. Um, but that's probably why I did not. Not true. But um, and also not because true. while I was watching the episode, I was doing a Bible study at the same time. So it's also another reason why I didn't hmm. notice. So it's just kind of. Like, I was listening to uh, a Francis Chan podcast in uh, one year, and I was watching. Yeah. Uh, I was also reading a, a draft of Chris Nye's new book too. So sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Order Chris Nye's new book. It's uh, out soon. Um, he does not allow me to write the four words anymore after an incident on uh, volume one of the Chris Nye books where there was, we had a miscommunication. I don't want to talk about it. All right. So uh go back to the pageant um uh-huh. all your all your talk of black boxes aside dan i know you wanted to kind of linger there for a bit longer but um it's just <laughs> I, someone sent me a tweet of the magician who got sent home week one and like every just like a funny reaction face and it's like robbie's face when he sees that there's a talent show <laughs> the week after he goes that's <laughs> so like, funny now they do a talent show. <laughs> just imagine he only has one one trick and it's the same card trick here and he showed them he's like hey guys <laughs> ready for my book um dan what would if you were on this season this episode of the bachelor um bachelor what would be your talent and if you were in the pageant obviously no bucks needed what uh what sorry i didn't, I didn't mean to go there but um what would be your <laughs> talent first of all 
My whole body would be <laughs> no, a box. Stop, it would just on, Dan. It would just be my eyes peeking above the box like the neighbor in Home <laughs> just, Improvement. What What would you do for your talent? I know you are you're a musician, um, but your primary instrument is the stand up bass. So, um, would you stand do a little stand up bass solo? What would be the, your talent? I mean, I don't have any skills other than like being able to play music a little bit, but. I'm always the most annoyed by the guys who play music on the Bachelorette. <laughs> right. Yeah. So or, or I'm truly guy, not sure what I the guy I who broke out into a spontaneous song that he clearly made up on the spot and it was very bad. Dude, that was Chris. Yeah, That's the guy they sent. They should have they should have walked him out at that Gosh. moment. Um so Which you know, also you know, did you wait, what would you do? I, what would I do if if, if yeah. I was in the pageant? I'd probably do uh, like actually a, maybe I would poach an egg. I, I could poach a pretty good egg. <laughs> Hold on a second. I'll be right back. Where are you going? Kitchen. Um, Excuse me. Is there white vinegar here? <laughs> I need just a little bit of white vinegar. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd probably, um, my, my, my one, I'm really only good at literally one thing in the world and that's making free throws. So I'd probably just challenge them to a free throw competition. Um, or I'd do like a tight, like eight minute stand up routine, like just like a, you know, just drop some of my comedy. Dude, I actually think that you, if you just latched onto a story, that would, that would crush. <laughs> do do stand up. Um, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, it's, yeah, it's just so funny to think 29 guys in a pageant. I mean, let's say everyone, you know, with the interview questions and the talent, like let's say everyone had like five minutes. I mean, 29 times five, um, I don't have a calculator and yeah, it's, it's, it's like a lot of minutes. I mean, imagine how long like that. Many, was. many minutes, a lot of minutes. <laughs> well, that's, do you think every guy went or do you think the producers were like, Hey, you six guys go. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I would think everyone would have to go because I mean, how else do you stand out? Especially when they're some of it's like the get to know you times. I don't know. Especially if you're one of the dudes without the black box. <laughs> There was a guy, um, I mean, at one point there was a guy talking about Harry Potter. I was on the group date. There was this a guy is, talking about this Harry is next Potter. in my, I'm happy you brought this up. This is next in my notes. <laughs> so we're on the group date now, moving on from the pageant, unless there's so really someone who stood out in the pageant for you, we could circle back. But the guy on the group date who just started talking about Harry Potter and the Audible books, like, we, our friend Matt, who is an avid listener to the pod, that he refuses to acknowledge that he listens to the pod, but we know Matt. Hi, Matt. We know you're listening. Um, and we'll call you in a minute. But uh, to confirm get, or deny, get better soon. No, <laughs> nobody listens to more Harry Potter on Audible than our friend Matt. <laughs> like, <laughs> if he was going to do something in the pageant, he would just play Harry Potter on Audible because that is what he is best at. Um, oh, man. But uh yeah anything else on the, i mean we kind of touched on the group dates a little bit um y- you know uh anything else of note from the pageant and the group date dan before we kind of move no. on to the one-on-ones it's just so hard at this point when there's so many guys it all kind of blurs together yeah but I, exactly i don't even know their names i mean i call them like you know at this point i almost never know their names and even later on yeah i never know their names but you know race car guy um you know he was on the one-on-one and i mean yeah are we, are what was your read on up? this 
Are we ready to go here? Because everything was good, right? Am I wrong on this? Everything was that's, good. And, and our, a, week, our week one pod, I called him. I literally called said, race car guy is going to go far. Um, they said, yeah. we have a great connection. He brought his race car, which was totally sweet. And like she seemed <laughs> to like him. And, he's, and he literally said, I'm here for you, which no other guy has actually said. And Rachel's even said, yeah. I'm looking for a guy who's here for me. And it's like, he's the guy who's here for you. And you just sent him home. What flipped the switch, Dan? Yeah. I didn't totally understand her reasoning for sending him home. Like, I don't know. I was really confused because it seemed like they got along and they actually, even though she's a pilot, he's a race car driver. Like there's a lot of overlap and interest there, you know? Yeah. Like seemed kind of yeah. like a natural fit their date. They had a lot of fun doing that zero gravity thing. Oh dude, I would never do that. I would throw <laughs> and it would like hang in the air and then I'd be doing somersaults <laughs> through my throw up. That would be like my nightmare, <laughs> but, uh, but they were both. So yeah. I, I don't, I truly don't know what went wrong. I'll be interested to see if like in a couple weeks, if there's some kind of drop of like Rachel's like, I made a huge mistake, especially when she, if she gets rejected by like a lot more dudes, she's like, Oh, race car guy. He was here for me. Maybe I should have stuck with him. Dude. I, I said this to Jody last night. I said, Rachel is giving, starting to give off crazy Claire vibes. Like no way. Yes. She's not I mean, even she's close. not there. I just said vibes. I didn't say she's there yet, but Claire, who is was so insane on her every appearance when she was the bachelorette recently, she literally ended the show like week two because she found her soulmate. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's like she like totally torpedoed the entire thing. But it's like Rachel is like giving me those. She could we you don't know what she's gonna do. She could pull the plug. Any week she could go after race car guy because she made a mistake. She could just van- like we don't know. She is. I think. She, I, I think the wheels are coming off on Rachel. I don't know. I think you you're still you're poisoned. Not, you're not there yet. You don't. You don't see it. That I. I that's too far to compare to Claire at this point. No. She right. is. I will say after week two, I feel she is a more confusing person than I thought after week one, dude highlight of the show for me she sends the guy home i still don't know why like like so literally yeah, it seemed yeah. like everything was going fine all of a sudden she just gets up cries and like i can't do this highlight of the show the they booked the country band they're like contractually obligated oh and yeah abc is like got whatever their partnership or uh is it ABC? yeah it has their partnership with whoever they bring in the musical act and like they're you know contractually they have to play their song they have to name drop them yeah. like they have to have the contestant name drop them and they were just playing to an empty room. It was so amazing. Yeah. yeah. They're really good too. I know the song they're, was great. I don't know who those people are, but uh, maybe we'll have them on the pod. Okay. Really quick. Let's hit on Gabby's one-on-one. Yeah. I feel like this dude has got to be sort of a front runner, right? Dude. Yeah. I know his name. So that means something. Nate. Yeah, is, Nate. Is that his name? Yeah. Okay. Floppy hair Nate. Yeah, dude. He, he was had an awesome, club. awesome one-on-one a hot tub above Dodger Stadium, which is actually like not a pretty part of LA at no, all. Not at all. <laughs> but still pretty cool. Uh, um, but yeah, he's a he seems like a cool dude. 
but I mean, is Gabby in the wrong here? Because obviously this guy's daughter was like so important to him and he wanted to tell her about him. And she was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And then but like her and her cutaway, she was like, yeah, I don't know if I'm ready to be a mom, but uh, oh, we'll figure that out later. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Well, that I like saw that more. I saw thing. that more as like, you know, there's things that are brought up that's like, oh, I don't think I'm ready for this. Or there's things that are brought up that make you kind of look at yourself and confront certain things. And then maybe I saw it more as that, like, man, I had a lot of issues with my mom and it makes me like nervous to potentially be a mom in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, In a couple of weeks. That's (laughs) what I'm saying though. In a couple of weeks. Like if you're Gabby, you know, like if you know how broken that relationship is, you know that about yourself. It's like, dude, you're, I can tell you, I'll just say it for her. Gabby, you're not ready to be a mom in a couple of weeks. (laughs) I'm still not ready to be a dad. (laughs) Uh, that's whoops. true that's true you're never really ready you just have to like oops. make the decision and yeah and, and, and but i all in. that's a good point i feel like and correct me if i'm wrong i feel like there's great people every season who go far that have a son or a daughter at home and i always feel like no matter how deep of a relationship they have with the bachelor or bachelorette it's always kind of like the final hurdle that the person can't get over, you know? Yeah. Um, It's just, it's hard when you, if you're on a dating show wanting to maybe not get married right away, but like, I want to travel the world with the person who I'm engaged to. And I want to go on the press tour and this and that it's like a kid really throws a huge wrench into all that. And I feel like at some point you, you can romanticize it as much as you want, but at some point you have to be like, I don't know if I'm ready for this yet. Dude, I actually have a little bit of a problem with people who go on these shows with young kids at home. Like, I don't, that doesn't make sense to me. It's like, especially this guy, you know, he's got a kid at home who's six years old. I have a six year old. Like, I hate being gone for like a couple of days. Like, it's hard, right? Yeah. It's like, man, I, I want like, I miss my kids. I want to be home. I know they miss me. So it's like, go, the thought of going to be gone for weeks and weeks and weeks for this, it's like, I don't know. I, I just really struggle with people who do that. It's like, there's no, <laughs> this is not your only shot to get married. This is not the only way to do it. And in fact, it's like, what is the motive here? What is the reason here? Like, why is it for fame, celebrity, Instagram followers? Like, why are you really doing mm-hmm. it? But it's like, why are you really leaving your kid for weeks, you know, to, for something like this? I don't know. No, you're right. Like it's that connection. My, my son's a lot younger than your son, but on like weekends when, it's me and Josie and him all day together after crazy weeks where he's staying with different grandmas and sister-in-law and stuff. He will literally like at the end of the day, when we're putting him to bed, he'll just say the word happy because he got to spend all day. It's like, yeah. Imagine like leaving him for eight weeks to go. I just, I don't know. I can't do it. And maybe there's things behind the scenes with the bachelorette that we don't know about, like, but it doesn't seem that way. It doesn't seem that way. It's, it's, it's kind of crazy, but um, uh, yeah, but yeah, seemed like kind I mean, see so your question, is he the front runner, Dan? I have to say um, that is going to be a serious wrinkle for them going the distance. I think mm-hmm. I did look on his Instagram earlier and there's like no pictures of his daughter on his Instagram. Oh, there's one. It's like essentially like a travel page and then that's it. <laughs> gotcha. So 
Well, maybe it's not a big deal for him. Uh, maybe not. Well, Drew, we got like a minute left. Any any final thoughts on this episode? Uh, I have noticed something about Gabby that really bothers me is how she just nods constantly. I'm nodding. The audience not even just nod. straight up and down. It's like this. You know? Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, it's I do, like I do. when people are talking, there's like full on like bobblehead, crazy head shaking. It is starting to drive me a little crazy. Um, mm. You know, her eyeballing Rachel talking to Mario, um, and she, you know, because she kind of had a thing for Mario and Rachel like Mario. That that was interesting how like her, you know, that glance I thought was very telling. Um, also, yeah. the guy, also, the guy bragging about owning a seasonal business on the boardwalk. It's like, dude, you're a carny. You're literally a carny. <laughs> side note cool (laughs) i used to hang hang with some carnies back in the day but um yeah but yeah almost out of time things are wrapping up um but yeah to the thousands of subscribers we appreciate you we love you thanks for listening and always good to see you good to see you dude all right much love Bye, I stay here just to say I'm a fool to do your dirty work Oh yeah I don't want to do your dirty work No more I'm a fool to do your dirty work Oh yeah